Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Family, um, as you know, we've been continuing in our series, Evidence of Worship, Evidence of Worship. I want you to turn in your Bible back to the book of Acts, chapter 27, the book of Acts in chapter 27. Today we're going to begin at verse 38. Acts 27 and verse 38. And here the word of God it reads it says, and when they had eaten enough they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. And when it was dry they knew, or when it was day, excuse me, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore into the which they were minded if it were possible to thrust in the ship. And when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves unto the sea and loosed the rubber, the rudder bands and hoisted up the mainsail to the wind and made made toward shore and following into a place where two seas met they ran the ship aground and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable but the hinder part was broke with the violence of the waves and the soldiers counsel was to kill the prisoners lest any of them should swim out and escape but the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which, uh, which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. They escaped all safe to land. I want to speak from the subject, boards and waves, boards and waves, boards and waves. As we conclude our series today, we pick up right here with the story of the Apostle Paul on his way to Rome with other prisoners. We remember that they set out to sea in a storm. And they feared that they would lose their lives. But through Paul, God told them that they would make it. He told them that they would make it. Here the waters drove the ship through the Adriatic Sea in the middle of the night. As they got closer to land, for fear of crashing into the rocks, they dropped four anchors to prevent destroying the ship. Now, Many people have talked about these four anchors and, and, and what spiritually it could mean. But I want you to know that the relevance of the four anchors is simply this. They were afraid that the three anchors weren't enough. The three anchors weren't enough to keep them from crashing into the rocks. So they dropped the fourth anchor to keep them from crashing into the rocks. That's why it was four anchors. That's what it was four anchors. And then several of the shipmen, they were so afraid by the storm and the winds and the waves that they wanted to jump off the ship into the sea. But Paul told the centurion that, that, 
that they, the only way that they could survive is that everyone stay in the ship. Everyone stay in the ship. You see, many of us want to abandon ship at the first sign of trouble. The first sign of trouble, we want to abandon ship. Especially if we can't see where the situation appears to be changing. It, we can't see where it's, it's going to change. We can't see how it's going to get better. And we want to jump ship and abandon and go away. I need somebody to type in chat for me. Hold on. In fact, I want you to type hold on exclamation point. Exclamation point. Hold on. Hold on. Don't let go. Don't let go. It's easy to be able to throw in the towel and to quit as soon as you see trouble arise. And if it lasts for a little while longer, you want to be able to throw just just forget it and jump off the ship. I want you to realize, though, sometimes you're jumping out of the frying pan into the skillet. And if sometimes if you miss the skillet, you're going to fall right into the flames. So sometimes you got to be, uh, be careful. Be careful when you're making those decisions, making those decisions. Listen, Paul let them know that their saving grace rested in that ship. Their saving grace rested in that ship. You see, for some of you, there is a ship that appears to be headed for disaster. And you just want to give up. But there is a grace in that ship for you. There's grace in that ship for you. Listen, you have to make sure you're hearing from God. You're hearing from God. There it was. The servant of God was letting them know, listen, you're going to be safe. You're going to be saved if you're able to stay on this ship. There was a saving grace. He said, listen, you stay. if you jump off this ship, there's no telling what will happen to you. But if you stay on the ship, you stay on the ship, you're going to be saved. You're going to be saved. There's a saving grace for you. There's a saving grace for you. And you got to remember that there's a saving grace for you. But that brings us actually to our text for today. Brings us to our text for today. Look with me at verse 38 again, if we would. Verse 38. Here it says, And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. When they had eaten enough, they cast out the wheat into the sea. Notice that after they had eaten, they lightened the ship. After they had eaten, they lightened the ship by casting the wheat into the sea. They, by casting the wheat into the sea. Now, this is important because many of them, most of them, have been fasting for 14 days. They've been fasting for 14 days. And Paul had to encourage them to eat something so that they would regain their strength for what they had to endure. He knew that they needed strength for where they were going. He knew they needed strength for what they had to undertake. So he said, listen, you don't need to fast anymore. You need to go ahead and you need to eat something. You see, sometimes we think we are fasting when actually we are on a hunger strike. <laughs> Let me say that again. Sometimes we think we're fasting when actually we're on a hunger strike strike. Listen, Isaiah 56, 58 and verse 6 says this. It says, is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Is that not the fast that I've chosen for you? In other words, there's a fast that God has chosen. There's one that he chooses that allows you to hear him. 
that allows you to be able to receive his instruction, that allows you to be able to understand his heart and what he desires. That's the fast that he's chosen for you. But then there's a fast where we're not doing that. We're doing it out of fear. We're afraid of what's going on. And sometimes we're just trying to use it for that purpose. You see, our fasting should be driven by our desire to hear from God and to see his hand move and not to manipulate him. Let me say that again. Our fast is to sensitize our spirit that we can hear from God, that we can hear his instruction, that we can receive his direction, but not to manipulate him as well as some hunger strike trying to move him and move him in this way. That's not what we are to do. That's not what we are to do. In fact, listen, I remember watching a television program some time ago. I saw this television program and it was a it was a little boy in, in that was uh, a main character in this particular show. And then there was a kid that moved into his neighborhood and this kid moved into a neighborhood, had, had a little bit of money, had, had a little bit of, of, of resources and, and had a had a, a nice allowance that his dad and mother would afford him. And so there he, he was talking to the main character and he said, listen, you know, don't you get an allowance? You, I see you out here doing all this work. Don't you get an allowance? And he said, yeah, I get my allowance when I do this work. He said, no, it's called an allowance. So you're supposed to just give, get that. Now, they're supposed to give that to you. You don't work for it. And he said, really? He said, my dad never told me anything about that. Maybe he doesn't know about this. And he said, no, no. He said, oh, he, he's, he's pulling it over. He's pulling one over on you. He said, you got to know how to work your dad. He said, what you do is sometimes what I do all the time, you know, when, when, I, when I need something more than my allowance, I simply hold my breath. Hold my breath until my face turns different colors and all that kind of stuff. And then they, oh, they get real nervous then. And they'll give me whatever I want. And not only that, if that doesn't work, then I just fall out on the floor and throw a tantrum and kick my legs and feet up and all that. And then they, 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 that, that really worries them too. So they'll stop and give me whatever I want. And so the main character, main character said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I need to do that. And he's like, oh, man, that's just horrible. I'm just trying to help you out. And you, you are listening to me. And he said, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't cry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. And then he looked at him and said, see how easy it works? <laughs> and so then he said, yeah, wow, this is something. So then he goes down to his dad. And he says, dad, you know what? You need to give me my allowance. And he said, okay, well, as soon as you finish your work, you get your allowance. And he said, no, no, you need to give it to me. I don't need to do any work. He said, okay, well, if you don't do any work, then you're just not going to get an allowance. And so he looked at him, and he held his breath. And he looked at me and said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm holding my breath. He said, great, that's great exercise for your lungs. So keep on doing that. That's fantastic. And then he said, he looked at me and said, that didn't work. So he fell on the floor, started rattling, ah, ah, screaming and moving around and wiggling around, dust going everywhere. He said, what are you doing? He said, I'm throwing a tantrum. He said, you know what? You just showed a lot of dust that popped up. Hey, go ahead and grab that broom and that dustpan. Dust everything up. You, get, you already got started. Great work. And he looked at me and said, oh, my gosh. You see, dad was too wise to fall for those tricks to be manipulated. Don't you realize that God is also too wise to be manipulated by tricks we may try to, to, to do hunger. But no, if we are truly fasting, then he'll speak to us and we'll hear his voice and be able to move in the direction that he's called us. He wants us to understand that. But I want you to notice this. Also, he said, listen, 
they went ahead and what did they do? They ate. They ate. They went ahead and they ate. And after they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship. They lightened the ship and threw the rest of it over into the sea. When we listen here, again, they ate enough to be strengthened, to be strengthened, and they threw the rest overboard. They ate enough to be strengthened, and they threw the rest overboard. I need somebody to type in chat for me just what I need, just what I need. Notice they did not eat any more than what they needed, but they ate what they needed, nothing more and nothing less. They threw the rest away. Remember how God fed the Israelites in the wilderness? Remember how he fed them with manna? He simply rained out enough that they would need. The coriander seed is what it looked as, as, as if it were. And, and they ate it. They ate enough. They ate enough to get them through the day. There was not, uh, they couldn't store it up because the next day it had a stench to it. It spoiled and they could not eat it. So they could only eat what was for that day. Here, they ate what they needed to give them strength, give them strength to get through the assignment, to get through their next thing that they had to do. And they threw the rest overboard. Pastor, why are you mentioning this? You see, it's important that we understand when we're when you're in a difficult situation. Just take what you need. Just take what you need. You don't need to overeat. You don't need to overeat. Just get enough and release the rest. Get enough and release the rest. I mentioned this because here in the United States, here as a country, do you realize we are the 12th highest um, rated obesity nation or 12th highest rated, 12th highest rated nation in obesity in the world? In the world, we're the 12th highest. On our continent, we're first. We're first, we're above Canada and then Mexico. And we're above them by a good bit. There's only like a point or so that, that divides both of them. But us, it's about six or seven points. <laughs> that, that's what divides us. We need to take time to understand, even as a nation, as a nation, you don't need to over, overeat and overindulge. We need to take what's necessary to fulfill what we need to do. Listen, during this pandemic, listen, I don't know about you, but, but there have been pandemic pounds that, that we've had to account for. I've had to work diligently <laughs> to turn that tide. And I'm, I'm grateful for the work that's been done. There's still work to do. <laughs> There's still work to do. And pastor's going to keep on doing it. But we've got to be mindful. See, I'm mindful of this because I love you. And therefore, I know my responsibility. If I'm going to be here to serve you and to serve with you and to help serve your families, I've got to be able to take care of me and to do that which is necessary. Take that which is necessary and the rest can go to someone else. I have to be mindful of that. I have to be able to take care of my wife to take care of my wife, to take care of our children, even though our children are older. I've, as, as I've learned and, and grown older, I discovered that I still needed my parents. I still needed my parents as long as God had blessed me with them. So I realized that I need to be in a position that I can help them, encourage them, speak life to them. And if I don't take time to make sure I'm taking care of the temple that he's given me. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.